And this is Chuck Wolf. You're listening to the uh, WPKN, the Emotion Roadmap. Take the wheel and control how you feel. Uh, it's a pleasure to be back here with you. And uh, for those of you that are new listeners, I'll tell you a bit about the show in a moment. And for those of you that are regular listeners, you know I'm on the air 12 to 1 p.m. Uh, on noon on Wednesdays, the first and second Wednesdays of each month. And thank you so much for tuning in. It's a real, it's a real pleasure to be back here with you. Uh, one of the things that I, I struggled a bit uh, with when I first came back, because it's been a while since I was in the studio. It's only very recently that I'm back in the studio doing live shows, uh, is with phones. And I'm very pleased to say that I've checked and the phones work this morning. <laughs> so for those of you that were trying to call in last week uh, and uh, I couldn't take your call, I'm looking forward to hearing from you this week. Two zero three 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 six nine seven five six. Those of you that don't know much about the show or just first-time listeners or you've only listened once or twice. The show is about the emotion roadmap, helping people learn how to use this concept that um, I'm, I'm known for called an emotion roadmap. It's this way of focusing on emotions. Uh, what I found over the years in the practice, uh, professional practice that I have as a leadership coach, a leadership consultant, uh, in charge uh, in, in certain companies at times for leadership development and also helping with things like team building and change management, what I find is really smart people, when they're stuck, they're almost always stuck because something emotional is happening. I was listening to I'm a Sire, as I hope many of you were as well before on the way in. And um, it's sometimes uh, one of the songs you play, just, you know, sometimes it just strikes a chord with me. Uh, and one of, the, one, of the cor- uh, one of the verses was uh, something about, um, there are no chains on me and yet we're still not free. Um, and I, I'd like to address that a little bit because sometimes what frees us up is our ability to deal effectively with our emotions, with our own emotions, with internally what happens to us emotionally, and also with the challenges we face when we're struggling with how do we get along with people that we work for that are difficult? How do we work um, and live with people in our neighborhoods who challenge us on multiple levels in ways that um, you know we don't want to confront necessarily, but we need to say something or do something uh, to change some behaviors that are really problematic? Um, how do we deal with that in our communities at large? How do we deal with it in our religious institutions? How do we deal with it within our government? Uh, there's so many places where there are emotional challenges in place. So a number of years ago, um, over 20 years ago now, um, I got a chance to work with the pioneers in emotional intelligence and um, like to think of myself as one of those uh, pioneers myself because of what they asked me to help with. They asked me to take the science of emotional intelligence and make it useful to somehow find ways that people could adapt um, this new science that talked about emotional abilities and find ways to enhance our abilities, to enhance our skills, which resulted in more inner peace for people. Think about how powerful and wonderful it would be if you had more control over your own emotions. Think about how successful and effective you could be in life if you had much better understanding and ways of dealing with others in relationships. That's at home or at work. And the show's about people who are finding themselves in a struggle with situations that are challenging to them, whether at home or at work. And what I help you to do is to focus on the emotions that are in play. And by focusing on emotions, it sometimes seems like magic happens. When I ask you to think about how you are feeling, 
and how anyone else that's key to what you're involved with is feeling. That's where it starts. It starts with what are you feeling and what is it that someone else that's key to what you're doing is feeling? There may be more than one. So who are the people that are key and what is each person feeling? Then, because the science teaches us that certain emotions are better than other emotions for a particular task, when you realize that the emotions that you might be feeling and others might be feeling are not helpful, perhaps even obstacles to you achieving what you're trying to get done, then I ask you to think about, well, okay, you've identified how you're feeling and how the other key people are feeling. Now let's talk about what's ideal to feel. And in discussing with you what's ideal to feel, I help you figure that out based on what you're trying to get done. But our focus is on feelings. So an easy example, one most people understand pretty quickly, is if you have some kind of presentation that you're about to make. If you've ever had to present to in front of an audience of any kind, you know that a lot of times people feel anxious before they do that. Now, not a skilled facilitator, a skilled uh, speaker. I mean, maybe they did it first, but usually they feel maybe a little bit of anxiety. But for people that don't do it often, get very anxious, at least potentially very anxious. And that's not helpful necessarily. It might be helpful in guiding you in terms of how to prepare in the beginning, but certainly not when you're about to make your presentation. So what do you want to feel when you're making a presentation is highly confident, it, depending on the presentation, maybe even inspiring, engaging, enlightening. So you might want to have all those other feelings in play when you're ready to present. But what if you're not feeling that and the presentation is not too far away? What can you do? And so I help you think about how do you get from what you are feeling to what you'd like to feel? Maybe it's not a presentation. Maybe it's a conversation Uh, about the vacation that has to be postponed that your family was counting on, but you just found out that you're going to have to work the the time you were supposed to go away. So maybe that's a challenging situation that you're facing. Maybe it's a relationship at home with one of your children, maybe with an aging parent, maybe with a partner. That's a very challenging discussion, and you haven't had it yet, but you know you have to have it. So that's what I help people with. And in trying to help anybody that wants to call in, in trying to help anybody that wants to call in, I hope, and I, my, my intent and, and why I do the show, is that all of you listening will learn how to use this roadmap, which starts with identifying how you're feeling, thinking if your feelings aren't helpful, what would be ideal to feel, and then understanding feelings, which is to simply move past from where you are to trying to put together a plan that gets you to where you're going, to get you to where you're going. So you want to get from anxious to confident in the example I just gave you. How do you do that? So I help you plan that. And then at the end of trying to come up with a strategy or two and helping you to prepare or plan for how you're going to get yourself from anxious to confident and helping you to do that, at the very end I ask, okay, so we've got a couple things we've talked about or maybe several. Let's go through them and just ask two questions around managing emotions, which is, Of the strategies we talked about, strategy one, for getting you from anxious to confident, the key questions I want to ask you is, are you really able to do this? Are the things we talked about that help you to get from anxious to confident things that you can do? Okay, let's assume the answer is yes to that. Now the question, the second question, and just as important but very different, is are you willing? 
attitudinally, are you willing? Are you focused and disciplined enough to get this done? Are you comfortable with this is something that you're going to be okay with? Because you've got to be willing and able if it's a plan that's got a chance to work. So that's how the emotion roadmap works. I, I take you through till we get to the place where you've got a plan that you think can work. And in helping you do that, I'm hoping everybody listening is able to learn exactly how this roadmap can help you in unbelievable numbers of ways. It can help you with families. It can help you with workers. It can help you with bosses. It can help you with uh, community members. It can help you in your religious institutions. It can help you in your clubs. It can help you in your sports and wherever you belong, wherever you have relationships, wherever you have key groups of people that you're working with in any meaningful way, this emotion roadmap can be useful to you. Now, again, I, I'm, I'm delighted that the phones are working. So let me give you the number and I'd like you to call in if you've got something you'd like to share with me that you think you'd like to talk about and see if this could be helpful to you. And by the way, I always find it's sort of the, the first phone call is the toughest because, you know, if you think about this, I'm asking you to call a radio show with a problem you're dealing with. Really? <laughs> well, for regular listeners, you know that I'm pretty helpful and I've been able to help lots of folks over the 12 years I've been doing this show. So um, you know that you can call in if you got something for new people. Um, you know, it's kind of like, what do you got to lose? If you haven't been able to figure something out and you've been living with it for a while, sometimes months, sometimes even years, maybe. But certainly if, if something's going on for several weeks and you just haven't figured out what you want to do, here's a chance to get some professional help, if you will. Um, at, well, at the same time, you're helping others because, again, when I walk you through this, what I find is it really helps other people learn how to use the process. And over the 12 years, for those of you that will listen regularly, I hope you're using this all the time. Okay, so the number to call, 203-336-9756, 203-336-9756, and I'll wait a moment and see if anybody wants to call. Two zero three, three three six, nine seven five six. Ah, okay. So I don't have anybody calling right away. I had hoped that people were going to call right away in the beginning of this show. Um, in any case, one of the things that maybe you'd like to talk about that I'd like to talk about with folks, if you don't have something pressing that's personal, uh, in, in terms of a challenging situation, is how are you feeling about the changes? And what's happening in our world? I mean, I am here broadcasting live, and I wasn't doing that a month ago. Um, I, we just had a gathering on Mother's Day. And and um, I'm going to talk a little bit about Mother's Day, too. Just um, I hope that you all had a, a good Mother's Day. I know sometimes holidays, including even Mother's Day, are tough for families. Life isn't good everywhere, and people struggle with relationships. But... Um, I hope you had a good Mother's Day. And I'll talk a little bit about mothers, I think, because I'd like to spend a little bit of time on that as well. But I do want to talk to you about how you're feeling about the pandemic and what the changes indicate and whether it's okay to gather. And that's what I started to say is the Mother's Day we just had was with my three daughters, their three husbands, my four grandkids, and uh, one of my wife's uh, closest first cousins. 
her her husband and um, her daughter and their and her husband and their two daughters, and it was a wonderful family gathering at my daughter's home in Connecticut, and none of us wore masks and we hugged each other, and that is an amazing change in our lives. Um, I mean, we'd seen our family members, we'd gotten together different times, we'd figured out how to do it, but this felt more normal than life has felt in a very long time. <clears throat> so I'm hoping that you're feeling a little bit of that as well. So if you could, you know, just share what's going on for you and whether things are changing, how you're feeling about the changes, um, what, what you're doing, how you're dealing with, with the mask on, mask off kind of routine, uh, what it means to follow the science. The science is, um, it's been tricky at times. It isn't always been simple just to say follow the science and know what that means exactly. Um, so anyway, if you've got something that you could share and want to share about that, again, you can give me a call, 203-336-9756, So I'm waiting for the phones to ring off the hook, and I have to tell people, hey, I can't talk to more than one person at a time. Um, I'll keep talking, <laughs> but I also repeat the number because I encourage you to call in while you, while you get time. Sometimes people call in towards the very end of the show and I don't really have much time to help them. So right now I've got about 40 minutes left and here we go. Thanks. Hi, this is, Hey, this is Chuck. You're on the air. Who am I talking to please? Um, hi, my name's Emily. I'm calling from Bethel. Hi, Emily. Thanks a lot for calling in. How can I help you today? So I wanted to talk a little bit about your tagline to your show about controlling emotions. Uh-huh. I've always been taught that you can't control emotions, but you can ama- manage the emotions that you experience. Well, that's interesting. I think you're not alone, Emily. Uh, do, do you mind my asking where you were taught that and how you learned about that? Um, in different therapeutic settings, dialectical behavioral therapy. Okay. So some, some therapist told you that the best you can do is control emotions? Um, not control them, that they cannot be controlled. You know, we have emotions. There's something that happens. So manage was the word you used. Manage emotions. Okay. What, and so I understand more about what you mean by manage emotions. Maybe we're not saying something quite so, quite so different as it might sound. What did it mean for you to manage emotions? Um, for me, managing emotions means recognizing, first being aware of what I'm feeling, recognizing the emotions. And then taking an active choice about what to do with those emotions rather than allowing them to control me. Okay, so if you're not allowing them to control you and you're trying to manage them, do you change them at all, do you think? I mean, even though you've they, been taught... Natu- I feel like they naturally change. When you are able to do this? Yes, yes. So then, uh, that's why I said maybe we're not saying something different. So then, you, what, you're, what, what I think you just said, unless I'm mistaken, is that while learning how to manage them, they actually do change once you're, you're able to do what you're calling manage them. Is that right? That's right, yes. Okay, so then if you think that learning to manage them is a way of changing them, would that not sound right to you also? Um, it sounds right. However, that's not the intention behind it. The intention isn't to change the, the emotion. It's to manage the emotion. And, and there's a natural evolution in my experience of the emotion. You know, it, it passes, as all feelings do. 
Okay, so um, so some I, some feelings seem to linger more than others, but yes, I agree with you. So that's not the intent. So I am saying something different, but uh, also similar. I think the managing okay. suggests that you can change them, that they will change if you're managing them, managing them better. That that we agree on, right? Yes. Okay. So my, what I've learned, and this is really interesting, Emily, is that actually there are, and this is the science. Actually, the science of emotion says. Uh, it sounds like you're dealing with some emotional challenges in the background. <laughs> um, you got children at home with you? I do. I have a one-year-old here with me okay. talking about managing emotions. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so anyway, the idea of of some emotions are better suited for a certain task than other emotions, and that's the science. I mean, so for instance, um, when you're uh, dealing with a, a, a situation that is a crisis, um, probably being calm is your best experience is is the best emotion, unless it's a crisis where you have to have you know fear elevates your ability to run if you got to run from a situation. But you, you, it's sort of like depends on the situation as to what would be the best emotion. Fear increases your adrenaline, so that would help you to run. But if it's a question of like, hey, uh, we've got some choices to make. This is a very tough situation, like all the small businesses face in the pandemic. So maybe there's a calmness at the heart of this that allows you to make rational decisions and maybe you're not feeling calm but you'd want to feel calm does that does that make sense about how certain emotions might be better than other emotions in in certain situations definitely yes so the idea of take the wheel and control how you feel was when I heard about the science of emotion, I said, well, what about your ability to change emotions? And it, it turns out that some people are extremely capable of actually changing their emotions. If I ask a crowd when I'm a keynote speaker someplace, hey, how many of you are able to actually make yourself angry if you want to make yourself angry? A good number of hands go up. A good number of people think that they can make themselves feel angry. Would you? Are you someone that's able to do that? Um, I, I can't say I've ever tried to intentionally make myself angry, no. How about make yourself feel happy or glad or or, or something else? Um, I, I can't say that I go about life looking for that feeling, trying to make it happen. Um, but I do know that there are things in my life, like my daughter, that do uh, bring joy to my life. Ah, so if you if you were in a spot where you wanted to feel happy because happy was your best choice. And you wanted to feel happy. Could thinking about your daughter, thinking about moments with your daughter, thinking about her birth, about birthdays or times when family have been together with your daughter, would that cause you to feel happy? Yes, I, I, I do. Yes, it would. So my point is I want to disagree with what you've been told by your therapist that you can't change because you've just said that you could. Okay. Does that make sense? I, I hear what you're saying. I follow you. Yes. So the point is most people never think about it because I think we've been taught this, but also we just believe that we've got to deal with the feelings we're feeling. Right, right. But I've been doing this work for over 20 years, Emily, and I am convinced that I've helped people to feel differently at different times, including helping myself to feel differently. Because if what I'm feeling isn't useful, if what I'm feeling isn't helpful... If what I'm feeling is actually an obstacle to what I'm trying to get done, I know, not in every circumstance, not every situation, but in most, I'm capable of changing my emotions. Partly by the self-talk that I have going on inside my head, partly about understanding how important it is to have a different feeling for what it is I'm trying to do. Let's say you got a tough confrontational meeting coming up with somebody that you love, but you just have a really difficult conversation in front of you. 
I always right. ask myself, how am I feeling and how is the other person feeling and how do I want them to feel? How do I want to feel when we sit down and we first address this? How do I want them to feel when we're talking about what's bothering me and the, I have to conf- uh, confront them about? And how do I want them to feel when they're walking out the door and it's over? And I actually try to plan that. Now, I can't say that every plan goes, goes, goes extremely well. I, I, couldn't, I wouldn't lie like that. But I can tell you that having a plan is better than not having a plan, an emotional plan. And that I, I ask people when you think like this, how can you not be better? Well, thank you so much for talking with me today. I appreciate the input. Okay, and enjoy your child at home. And and happy Mother's right. Day to you, by the way. Oh, thank you. And, and to the women in your life, I heard you mention as well. Okay, thanks a lot for the call, Emily. No problem. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right, so what is the training that we get around emotions? Interesting, right, that you have to just deal with the emotions you have. By the way, that's common lore in th- with therapists. A lot of psychologists are not familiar with emotional intelligence, psychiatrists either. It's a new science that's 20-some years old. A lot of people have been practicing a lot longer than that and know something about the science. But if you Google emotional intelligence, you'll find a multitude of definitions out there. It's extremely confusing. And so to be clear, I'll spend a moment on the, on the definition I'm working with, just so you understand it, because they're not all the same. But before I do that, again, if there's somebody else that'd like to call, I'm happy to take your calls, and I'm delighted to take them. And Emily, thanks so much for calling in. The number is 203-336-9756. 203-336-9756. Okay, so um, if you're thinking about emotional intelligence, how it's defined, um, there's a lot of definitions out there that say things like um, a good leader, good decision maker. Um, oh, got another call. Hi, this is Chuck. You're on the air. Who are you talking? Uh, who am I talking to, please? <laughs> I'm talking to Chuck. Yes, you are. <laughs> this is Janine. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for thanks for reminding me about that. I'm sorry. Was your name Janine? Is that what you said? Yeah, it's Janine. Oh. Okay. Um, so how, how can I help you today? Thanks for calling, by the way. Oh, no worries. I was just doing yoga and I could hear you in the kitchen because that's where you live. You live in the kitchen. And, <laughs> I didn't uh, know that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, you're talking about stuck again, aren't you? I, I have. Been, yeah, I think what I said was I think smart people, when they're stuck, they're often something emotional is happening inside them or, or they're worried about emotions in somebody else that they're having to deal with. Absolutely. I feel like I have been stuck for years and years and years, and I, I, I could add a few more years, but um, <laughs> it, life is very funny. Life is very strange. Um, uh, life, is, life is hard when, when your foundation is strange, and, and the people who you attract are kind of the opposite. If you're a strong person and you're attracting weak people, what happens is your support system gets really strange. And then... I have noticed that the metaphysical comes in. And after the metaphysical comes in, you're kind of awed by it at first, and you think, wow, this is really interesting how I'm, I'm in a, a strange position and, and things are coming from someplace I don't know, like food and the whole everything and, and, and support. But... After metaphysical keeps on going for a long time, you start to get scared of it. 
I think. And trying to get unstuck from that is an even deeper hole. It's like going down the rabbit hole even further. Things aren't like they used to be. So you, I, let me let me stop you for a second. Let me t- stop you for a second, Jenny. So you, you're covering a lot of ground, obviously. I mean, you know, um, yeah. life in general, years and years, metaphysical. Um, is there something specific you'd like to feel differently about? I mean, when, when you want, if you think about what it means to be unstuck, what would that look like for you? Unstuck would be be something that is, I guess, foreign at this point. It's just foreign. I don't I don't even know what unstuck is. It, it seems that when you try to do things in old ways, like old jobs, it doesn't really work. Um, even the technology doesn't seem to work properly anymore. And if your technology doesn't work properly you're really in a bad spot. So I, I'm, 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 I'm struggling. I'm struggling with trying to find a focal point here. Yeah, it, there's a lot of things in so your life. That, well, well, no, I mean, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna help you, and I, you know, that's why I'm here. If I'm gonna be helpful to you, I, I'd like to. If you're feeling stuck in in multiple areas in your life. It's sort of a theme then in your life. It's a, it's a, well, technology hasn't, I mean, it's never worked perfect. It's always been problematic. Jobs are always changing. I mean, the things you're talking about are, you know, uh, are, are things that are just a, sort of a, the evolution of life. As, it, as, it, as, as we evolve, things change, and they're not perfect. And, of course, there's, there's some things that aren't going to work the way that we want them to work. But stuck. So you're just saying roll with the punches. No, and, no, and, but, but, and but, but, but keep on coming. So you just have to be strong and 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 just accept that that things are really screwy. Well, I think in part, you know, one of the key, you know, I spend a lot of time in, com- in, in conferences around leadership, and one of the key competencies in life at this point, and I don't know if it's ever going to change, is adaptability. It's like, how adaptable can we be? Because, you know, technology, one, it, it may not always work right, but it's changing constantly. I mean, you just think about, it wasn't that long ago that cell phones didn't even exist, and now most people you know have one. And they don't have just smart, they have cell phones, they have smartphones. Uh, the, the ability to ask Google or, or whatever search engine you're working with questions about the universe and get answers about why the sky's blue and why it's raining. I mean, those, I mean, you have things at your fingertips that were unheard of just a few years ago. And so, of course, things are going to change. But the key skill is adaptability. And I'm wondering if that's something that you struggle with. I would say that 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 is probably a uh, that's great perception on your part. Yeah, adapting to this is is really is is kind of tough. When when your cell phone starts um, sending things that you didn't ask it for, and it starts um, doing things that are just you know very odd. You know, it's like it is hard to adapt to that. It's extremely hard to adapt to it. It's it's hard to speaking of adapting. It's hard to go into a in, into a store and get a, even just a cord for your phone and nothing at all works and you buy them and, and they all don't work. And it, I think what it does is it stresses you and it and it really the convenience of it 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 has become inconvenient. And it's hard to focus these days because you're you're constantly getting things like this happening. You're getting things that just don't work. A lot of things don't work. And that's what I mean when I say things just don't 
don't work like they used to because you used to buy things and they would work and they would last. So maybe I can help you. Let me let me say this to you, Janine. You were told you told me that you uh, heard me in the kitchen while you were doing yoga. Is that right? No, I was done with yoga and I was trying to do a meditation and the and and the meditation went off and okay. it just stopped right in the middle. No matter how I try to ask the phone to get it back, it won't work. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, let me let, may, may, let me stop you. Like let, that. let me let me stop you and just say that you're someone that's looking for solutions because I was going to comment on the yoga but also meditation. So you're already doing things to try to adapt, right? That's why you do those things. Yes. And some of those things work somewhat successfully, but you're not at a place where you think that you've got this figured out yet. Exactly. And one of the things that I contribute to the world these days is this concept of an emotion roadmap. And maybe that can be helpful to you. Let me just kind of walk, walk through it with you and see if this is something you could add to what you do. And whether or not this might help. I mean, I'm not saying this is the solution because you've tried things. And some of these things, I'm sure that the yoga and the meditation are somewhat helpful. I would I would expect otherwise you wouldn't be doing them, right? Oh, yeah. It, it gives you some sort of peace of mind, whereas before it, you didn't have it because of things constantly breaking and things not working properly so it's it's kind of like instead of drinking or doing drugs you're, you're doing yoga and meditation and it seems a little healthier right yeah so let me suggest this to you uh, is a possible thing to think about anyway um you're struggling in part because of the way you um, if, if you just walk walk with me uh, through this kind of example something happens uh, it, you know, something goes awry, the, your meditation stopped working, um, and so then you have a belief about On that. YouTube. Yes, my YouTube meditation stopped working, okay. and, and, and I can't get it back. And what did you say to yourself when that happened? I mean, what was going on in your head? What, there's self-talk all the time, and, and your self-talk is probably something my along the lines of this. nothing's my, working, I, I can't, you know, things don't work the way they used to, they should, or whatever. Things like that? I, I, I said to myself, I said, I'm not being allowed to do this. Okay. And you, did you, I, anything else did you say? Was that it? Yeah, I'm pretty kind to myself in my self-talk. I, I, I don't, I, I'm, yeah, I don't have, I don't have a stinking thinking problem, but I do notice I have a lot of breakage in my life and I have a lot of things where I feel stuck because of that, whether it's, uh, relationships, uh, a lot of breakage with relationships, a lot of breakage with my 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 computers, with my with my cords for my computers. Like I have a lot of breakage in this century. This century has been really a lot of. It doesn't seem like progress is like it's the opposite of progress constantly, except for my meditation and my yoga. I mean, and, and you know, I, I, I do lots of gardening and I grow things from seeds and things great. like that. That's always very great. Yeah. I'm, I'm a very holistic, healthy person, but the breakage is I'm not quite sure how, how, to, how to deal with the breakage sometimes. And I'm also not quite sure on how to contribute to the community because it doesn't seem that I have a way back in to do that. And that, that bothers me because it seems like that is something that is very important to your mind and, and your whole life. I agree it is. And, and you've been stymied trying to contribute to the community? You haven't had any success? You've tried some things? 
Constantly, yeah. It's it seems like it's always something like I can't do it, whether it's yeah, whether whether it's volunteering or or work. It's just been very very difficult. A lot of breakage in every single area, and I don't really know how to move past it or everyone keeps on saying move forward and I'm thinking well gee you know moving forward you're still going to be there with yourself so you can move forward but it's still it's still not working right things are not working right for me okay and so it's frustrating I, you know when things don't work right for anybody I think a lot of people Years. feel feel frustrated and now you've got it going on for a long time and the only question I have for you is, how much of this do you think is influenced by what you're saying to yourself about these things? I mean, is it possible that you could be, you know, could, I mean, I understand the self-talk was this isn't working and that's where it stopped for you. And yet you're feeling very stuck and, and, and maybe, I don't know if frustrated is the right feeling to describe it, but, it, you know, at least disappointed that it wasn't working. What were, how would you describe how you were feeling? Well, I, I was I was thinking that I had to do something else because it wasn't going to work and it was apparent that it was not going to work. So I, I was thinking I had to do something else. And then I breathe. Okay. So I do a lot of breath work and then I do a lot of counting too, especially when I exercise. I, I'll just to try to, you know, if I, if I happen to have a chatter monkey mind, I'll do, I'll do counting. Uh, and that, that's a, that's a really great thing. But if I don't exercise, um, I don't feel great. You know, I, I hurt myself. I, I had a rollover on my ankle about a couple of weeks ago, and it just made everything seem that much worse. So um, I, I am kind of wondering, like, how you get out of um, this. <laughs> so really let, let me like ask I'm you. I'm the bottom uh, of the rabbit hole. I feel, I feel like I'm way down there. Uh, so how, I mean, so so you, what you're feeling a lot of the time is stuck. How would you like to feel a lot of the time? Do you think what would you what would you say? I would, would like to feel successful, and I would like to to have things not break. And when I go to the store, I would like the the, the things that I buy to work instead of them uh, not working. I, I would like I would like um, yeah I, I would like to feel more successful, like I used to feel. And what what actually worked for you in the past that made you feel successful? I felt successful when I worked, but it seems like no, 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 no. I, what, what I was, what I was, what I was asking was, what made you feel successful? Yeah, even if it was about work, what, what about work made you feel successful? Accomplishment that you accomplished something in a day, and 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 you know, a, a sense of accomplishment. Okay, now, now, somebody who grows from seed a garden, because I do gardening, somebody who grows from seed from garden and is successful is that that's an accomplishment, right? Yeah. So that's one aspect of your life where that is that working still? Were you successful last year and you're play, you're already on your way to this year for gardening success? Yeah, yeah, but I have to do that for my soul because if things don't look nice, I I, I mean I can't abide by that. It, I have to have things look good, and yeah, it, that is success in, in that. Okay. But you're looking but for more successes. Like success you want to yeah, outside of the house. You want to do something and in relationships. You want to have some success in relationships. And and you've tried volunteering and it hasn't been successful. You said. No, it it hasn't. And then the last the last four years, everybody just kept on fighting constantly, and nobody was no one was getting along, and it made things horrible. So and that's and worse. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So the last four years, just everybody just kept on like arguing and just totally destroying everything so there was no inroads 
And that was one place that you were volunteering that happened or more, multiple places? No, the one place that I was volunteering at, they're just, you, you can't even do it anymore. It's just, they're just huh. so, fighting. And, and I don't need any, I don't, I don't need the stress. I want to have some, you know, want to meet people and do stuff like that. There's not, and in the gardening area here, there's really not a lot of volunteerism going on. It's kind of flat and it has been flat for a while. Yeah, but you sound like somebody who's very educated and has thought a lot about a lot of different things. And it seems to me like that that, that finding some place where there is a volunteer organization that's doing meaningful work that you could contribute to isn't out of reach for you. I'm curious as to do you do you not agree with that? Oh, ab- absolutely. I, I I've been a volunteer my entire life. Yeah. I just I I have hit I've hit a wall that I can't seem to get past, and I don't know how to volunteer someplace where it's you know it's it's viable at this point. You know, what kind of plan do you have to try and make that viable? I don't have a plan. And and that's because you don't know how to plan. Um, not exactly. Um, it's because that everything that I have done kind of just didn't work and so after a while when things just don't work you you get stymied and you can't figure out like why it's not working and how to move forward on 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 your plan because your plan just doesn't work so you gave up um I don't think that I have given up. I've been getting a lot of injuries lately, though. Uh, I've been I've been constantly being injured and not being able to get um, any help in in that arena. So that's that's making things a little bit worse right now. Um, is, is that a legitimate excuse in your mind? I'm not. I'm, I'm just um, asking. My my ankle roll was. I was lucky because it was only like something that lasted. This is like the second to third week of it. But it, it, you know what? Um, That could have been a lot worse. So I was staying off of that, and then I—I I actually had—I um, have been searching for a dentist here because I got knocked in in the teeth with a hammer mm-hmm. last year, and suddenly, you know, that happened. And when I went, the dentist put the tooth back, and then that broke again. So I'm having breakage, uh, like like bodily breakage. I'm having. Um, um, computer breakage. I'm having constant breakage, and it seems like it's holding me back even further. So I'm getting a lot of breakage. So one of the things that strikes... And injuries. One and, of the th- and people are laughing at me now. They're like, because I'm like, I'm getting hurt, like constantly hurt. And yeah. I don't get what's going on. So this has been going on for quite some time now. And 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 I, and I and it's annoying um, to, to have these issues. But I think baby steps... Have worked. My, my my ankle is healing very nicely. It's almost totally healed, and my tooth I have to get fixed. And I and I tried. I, my plan was to go get a dentist, and um, they 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 said that they wanted to take out both two front teeth. And I said, well, that's not really what I wanted. And they lied to me. And I don't really like reliving these experiences because it, sure. it was very very horrible the first time, the second time, and the third time, and the fourth time. So when I say I'm having a lot of breakage, I mean it. I'm having a lot of breakage, constant breakage, and I'm not getting things fixed. And it, I think anybody would be frustrated at this point. Sure. 
I, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, what I what I do suspect though is that um, uh, you know it, it's kind of like when you get knocked down. It's not about being knocked down. It's what you do when you get back up. And I'm wondering if um, if maybe one of the things you want to think about. Janine, because um, you're you're certainly um, somebody who has experimented with a number of things to be, you know, to try and make yourself healthy. Um, for some reason, you've given up on the volunteer activity, uh, but it's yeah, because of the breakage. Yeah, um, but it seems like there are things you can do as a volunteer, um, but that doesn't necessarily get you the relationships. But maybe you know you have to clean, you know, clean up what's going on with your body before you can tackle something. But but the fact that you don't have a exactly. Pl- wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait a so second. Wait a second. More frustrating. Wait yeah. a second. What I what I'm going to say is that I think the fact that you don't have a plan though is a concern. And you know, I don't know if you listened to the station before, but I Messiah played a song that said um, it, there's a there's a verse and it was really an interesting verse that said uh, there's no chains on me, but I don't feel free, or we're not free. And and so I think um, I think some of this is like all within your capability to turn around in terms of you're putting a plan together because you're certainly smart enough to put a plan together. You've, you've been successful in the past. You've done things where you felt achieved, uh, you know, you've achieved things. And I realize you've had a number of things knock you down and knock you back. And hey, listen, I'm not saying this is easy, but I'm saying it's necessary for you to feel differently. I mean, if you really want to go after it, you're certainly smart enough to figure out what you can do go, to go after it, and it may not it may not be perfect. You may want to try a couple of different places where you you put your you know you you put your toe in the water and you say, is this a group I want to hang with? Is this a group doing good work that I feel like I'm going to be excited about? Is are these people I'm going to want to call and just talk with or go out to a movie with or something? I mean, I think you can find that out there. There's lots of places in desperate need of volunteers. And you yeah, sound and pretty darn smart. Now, yeah, now that the COVID is over, <laughs> right, uh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good thing. Yeah, so maybe, maybe things will uh, will open up a little bit further, and that's it. All right, listen, I have to run because I have to go get a shot. And thank you for taking my call. Good luck with it. I hope you do put a plan together and it works for you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Bye bye. Okay. Well, um, this is Chuck Wolf, and you're listening to the Emotion Roadmap. Take the wheel and control how you feel. And we had calls from Emily and Janine, and uh, the roadmap is about trying to figure out how to get unstuck. <laughs> That's what I was trying to help Janine with. And Emily, um, again, some of the things we learn and we have to unlearn, and uh, this idea of being able to take the wheel and control how you feel is pretty powerful in the way that it can work. Um, anyway, you're tuned to WPKN in Bridgeport, 89.5 FM, Independent Community Radio, broadcasting from the campus of the University of Bridgeport, uh, serving Fairfield, New Haven, and Litchfield counties in Connecticut and Suffolk County in New York's Long Island. We stream around the world at WPKN.org and tune in radio in our app, WPKN Live. And you can listen to my shows on the Public Radio Exchange if you just type in the Emotion Roadmap. You can also listen to some of my shows on YouTube. Uh, some of the, I, I, My shows are f- uh, often videotaped from my uh, local town for the Simsbury Community Television Station. And um, also I have some uh, that I put up on YouTube myself under my own channel. So you can look me up on the Emotion Roadmap and you'll find both uh, on YouTube and also on the Public Radio Exchange and on Soundtrack and on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, so... 
if you are enjoying the show and you like WPKN, um, then perhaps you want to go to the, uh, the, the the page and help us out a bit where uh, to the um, website page and you'll see where you, the ways you can help out. Um, we're basically making a big move for us to downtown Bridgeport. We're going to be moving locations. Uh, we've been here over 50 years, so this is significant. Uh, lots of volunteers around the station are doing some amazing things and really working hard. I was helping to move a shelf just before I walked in the door today with Steve, the general manager, and Rod, one of the folks that works here um, and has his own show. So um, anyway, uh, this is uh, a great station, and I want to thank you all for listening. And um, if you've got a, a reason to call or something you want to chat about, just want to talk about your reaction to the pandemic and what's going on, uh, give me a call. The number is 203-336-9756. Two zero three 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 six nine seven five six. I'm on for about ten more minutes, so I've got time for another call or two. Um, so uh, give me a call if you are thinking about calling in. This is your chance. I'll be back on the air in um, the next month. It won't be till um, to June, and the first two Wednesdays of each month from twelve to one p.m. is when the Emotion Roadmap is on. Again, I'm Chuck Wolf. The number is two zero three 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 six nine seven five six. It's kind of interesting. This is two women I had a call the other the other day when I when the phones were working. I had two men call in. So it's nice to get a mix. Nice to get a mix of different people. Uh again, two zero three 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 six nine seven five six. I'd like to talk a little bit about mothers. Um I mean I I imagine that many of you listening out there are mothers. Uh, I also suspect that all of you have had mothers <laughs> and still have mothers in some cases that are alive. Uh, and I, I just want to encourage all of you to think about what it means to be a mom, um, what it means to care and to love and support somebody. And I also want to, I wa- also want to encourage you to think about how challenging it is, not just to be a mom, but also to be a dad and to be a parent. You know, you think that when you're growing up that boy, I wish sometimes I had somebody else's parents because they look great. <laughs> and mine don't always look so great. You know, I don't know anybody's parents that are perfect. Um, I mean, certainly some parents seem to figure this stuff out better than others. But I think every parent goes into this trying to do the best they can. And one of the things that we struggle with as adults is, um, what did our mom and dad do to us? And I'll never outlive what they did, what they caused me to think, believe, and feel. And I think that, you know, at some point, I think all of us need to take responsibility for our lives and recognize the traits and the tendencies and the beliefs and the habits that we picked up from our folks that weren't so great. And realize that, hey, I'm doing this just like my mom did or my dad did. And I don't have to do what they did. I'm not them. I can do something. I can choose to be different. I can make a choice here. I don't have to just repeat the patterns of the past. I can do something different. So, again, I, again, this 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 uh, verse in one of the songs that I Messiah played this morning, it was... Um, there's no, there are no chains on me, but we are not free. Um, and yet, there's no physical change on uh, chains on us. But sometimes we have these mental chains where we think that somehow we're we're not modeling our folks when we're not doing the things that they did. 
And yet some of the things that they did might have been great, and we should model those, and we should distinguish between the ones that we want to do that make great sense to us and seem like they were really healthy, worthwhile behaviors, feelings, and thoughts. And those that were not constructive, that were even destructive, and how do we let go of those? I am so convinced of this emotion roadmap that the power in this is the ability to change how we feel. You heard me have that conversation with Emily and with Janine. The, the the intent of Janine is, to me anyway, is stuck in a place where she's stuck because of her own chains. Now, when you have lots of incidents, <laughs> things that seem to keep, continue to happen to you that seem like, you know, one accident after another, life just isn't fair and you're just really struggling. That's There's nothing easy about dealing with that. But to not have a plan... To not have a plan about when you're healthy, about what you can do to go into an environment where you can have relationships that matter, where you can do things that matter, I think that's something you control. Hi, this is Chuck. You're on the air. Who am I talking to? Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Who's this? Oh, awesome. Great. My name is Natasha. Hi, Natasha. Thanks for calling in. Cool. Well, I really like your program. Um, It's always a gift when I just like accidentally tune into it. Oh, don't Um, make it an accident. Plan for it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm awful at planning. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I guess I was just kind of thinking while I was listening earlier, um, I definitely believe in our ability to kind of like guide our emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it can be dangerous sometimes because it can lead to us blaming ourselves for feeling less desirable, less positive emotions when it's important to feel and process hurt, sadness, anger, jealousy. You know, these are all informative emotions. You make a great point. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess I just wanted to... Yeah, no, I'm happy happy to chat about that because I, I think it's really important. I think when I say that you can control how you feel, you don't always necessarily want to feel happy. <laughs> Remember I said, I don't know if you were listening before, I'm not sure when you tuned in, but one of the things that I'll often say is that you want to feel what's the best feeling for what you're dealing with. And sometimes yes. sadness when you're dealing with a loss is the perfect feeling because you're going to grieve when you've lost a loved one, a job, something important to you. I, I, that sadness is what is what works. Angry is what works when there's an injustice. I mean, it's an appropriate. Mm-hmm. So it's not that you don't want to yeah, feel these other feelings. Feel like an injustice. Right. What's yeah. that? Oh, sometimes a loss can feel like an injustice. Uh, yes. Well, he actually, Kubler-Ross, I think, was the first person to really talk about how when people lose a loved one in particular, especially when it's a when it's somebody that is, is younger as opposed to somebody who's lived a full life. But even with a full yeah. life, when you lose your partner of a million, you know, 50, 60 years, whatever it's been, you feel like uh, you, know, you get very angry. Why did this yeah, person? Like why me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go through the anger. If you process grief appropriately, sometimes it's anger, but it's often denial too. Like it, somehow it's not real, and they're, they're going to be somehow. I'm going to see them again, even though they're gone. And then you start to deal with acceptance when that passes, and then you start to explore. Well, I've got to get on with my life. What's that going to look like next? That's about what yeah, a loss of a job. Witnessing my yeah, I'm currently witnessing my two-year-old niece kind of process the stages of losing her grandfather. Right. Okay. I mean, even with young children, you feel that, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you do see that. So your your point's well taken, Natasha. I think I, you know I, I've ne- I don't I think because I'm often helping people try to let go of negative feelings. That's what the show seems like it's about. But it's really about just tra- trying to get to the right place with the right feelings so that you can yeah. deal effectively with whatever's in front of you. No, I think that's really empowering. Well, that's great. You, are you pretty good at it yourself? Do you think you said sometimes you get I'm, you you I'm worry wondering. that it might be dangerous. What did you mean by that? Oh, because it can, like, in a sense where, uh, just as, like, a school of thought, like, it might lead some people to thinking it's their fault that they're angry because they're, like, less of a person, and that's why they feel sad. They're not a strong enough person to guide themselves towards happiness, you know? Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I think that's, you know, then that feeling is, is, is about self-doubt in some ways. Right. And if you so if I'm trying to help a person who's feeling something along those lines, I'm thinking self-doubt is actually the key emotion. And I want to turn that into self-confidence so that they feel Mm -hmm. like they are capable of handling whatever the feelings are that are appropriate. Right. That's the way I think about this anyway. I I try to see where somebody is, what they're feeling, what's the key feeling that especially if it's just inside themselves, it's not really with somebody else. And then that's why the woman, I don't know if you were listening before, but if, if you, <laughs> but Janina was like, so if you don't want to feel stuck, what is it, what do you want to feel? You know, and trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to get, because when you start to realize that if you, if, for, for change to happen, sometimes you need a clear goal. You need a clear vision of something that's more compelling than where you are, something that really yes. draws you toward it. And that's, that's what I try to create with the, with the roadmap and how it works. Definitely, definitely. Well, enjoy your show. I'll definitely be tuning in next week. Well, it's great to talk to you, too. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate okay. your calling in and sharing. Thanks, Natasha. Have a All great right, day. Thank you. Appreciate your show. You, too. Bye. Bye-bye now. Okay, folks, I'm uh, just about out of time, so this is kind of perfect. Thank you uh, to Emily, um, to Janine and Natasha, and I want to just say I really thank everybody for tuning in and listening. You've been listening to Chuck Wolf, and this is the Emotion Roadmap. Take the wheel and control how you feel. And um, I'll be on again in June at tw- uh, first and second Wednesdays of each month from 12 to 1 p.m. So thanks very much, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.